The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. We're glad you found us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. Oh, yes, this is the Stop Stopping Yourself show, and I am your host, Vincent Jenna, psychic therapist, spiritual teacher, author, and all the above. And I'm coming to you live still from Topsail Island, North Carolina, where it is quite brisky and cold and windy here. Hello, everybody. I hope you are all safe and comfortable and healthy and in line to get your vaccination. Um, Today we have, uh, we're in the month of love. We're February, February 3rd, February 3rd. January just went by. Again, sailing, flying, boom, a month. Holy cow. And now we're in the month of love. I call it the month of love because Valentine's Day is here. And we're going to be talking about love. Love is the most important aspect of life. The most important aspect of life. Let me say that again just in case you did not hear me. It is the most important aspect of life. Love. And it doesn't have to be in a partnership. Love. Love of self, love of life, love of others, love. It's what we're made of. It's what we were made from. It is not just an emotion. It is a state of being like happiness, happiness. Happiness is a state of mind and a state of being. It goes hand in hand with love. When you're created from something, okay, it doesn't mean that you lose it or that it's lost. And it certainly doesn't mean that it hurts you, like all the Adele songs say. No, (laughs) because that's not what love is about, okay? Love is... your soul, it's your energy, it's your being, it's your divineness. I don't know what other adjectives that I can use, but that's what love is and that's why it's so important. And that is the reason why we are who we are acting in this world today. To the level and the degree of love that you feel for yourself is the level and degree of how good, positive, or negative you will act and respond in the world. It's all about love. Wars were started over love. People were killed over love. Countries were built over love. We're going to talk about that word because most people don't know what love is. 
And I'm not talking because you haven't experienced it. I mean, obviously, that is a major reason why you don't know what love is. You haven't been taught it or you've come to accept what you think it is. But we really don't know what love is, not truly. Because if we did, we would be defining it better. We would be feeling it more. We would understand love. And we certainly wouldn't create songs about how depressing or painful love can be. If we understood it. That's right. So that's what today is going to be about. Um, I did want to say, I mean, you certainly can call in if you have any questions about love. I know you'd have questions about your love life. Next week, we're going to be talking about all you need is love, how to attract and maintain perfect relationships. We're going to talk about that next week. So you definitely want to tune in and um, get your idea about it then. Then the week after, we're going to be talking about whether you love yourself. You can actually call in then. And I can tell you to what degree you love yourself. Yeah. And you do a little mini love reading. And then certainly on the 24th, I will actually be doing relationship readings. So for anybody who wants to know about a relationship, whether a relationship is coming, how to improve a relationship you're already in, I will do relationship readings, not not uh, career readings and not even health readings, but relationship readings. Are you in? Are you attracting the correct relationships in your life? Be it friends, be it your employer, employees that you work with, and then obviously your partners, your lovers, your spouse. I will tell you and give you a reading about relationships that's at the end of the month. So this entire month is dedicated to love. So let's talk about that a bit. Love. Well, well, Vince, we understand what love is. What are you talking about? We use it. We say it all the time. We know what love is. We know what it feels like when, when you have a, a child, the feeling that you have for that child when you hold him or her in your arms and your heart is beating and your blood is rushing and there's a sense and a feeling that rushes over you. When you're in your lover's arms and you're, you're connecting with that person, yes, um, obviously that, that uh, definitely can be defined as love, but it's actually more defined as a chemical reaction that occurs physically with humans. You hug, you touch each other, you have sex with each other, you're intimate. And then all of a sudden, do you ever realize that right in the middle of intimacy with your partner is when you love them the most? (laughs) I says, why is that? You know, the only way to really love somebody is by having sex with them. 
Oh, I know. Everybody would love that. But uh, ah, there you go. There's that word. Everybody would love that. Right? But that's not where love is. That's where you share love. But that's not where you're supposed to incite or begin love. Too many relationships start on a physical level, not an emotional level. If they start on the physical level, it is not love you are feeling. It's hormones you are feeling. And if you want to translate those good feeling hormones into a deep state of being such as love, that's what gets you in trouble a lot of times. Men and women with whatever, whoever partner that they're liking to be with, that expression, that feeling, well, here's my, is a proof of why that feeling is only hormonal. Guys, with your one night stands, and even women, you have your one night stands too, because uh, unless a guy is having a one night stand with another guy, which that happens all the time too, and the ladies, you're having one night stands with each other, um, there's still the male gender thing that goes on, where you wake up in the morning, and especially if it was a one night stand and there is no emotional foundation, the feeling is, oh, you're still here. Well, I got to get ready for work. I got to run now. Right? Why is that? Why is that? You felt such incredible feelings for that person during your intimacy for however long that took. And if you're a male, it's usually less than the second hand going around the clock once. And if you're a female, it's a few hours. But eventually, it ends. And when it ends, so what is that love feeling? And you go on and you move on to the next person. What is that about? That's my point. Is so much of what we the believe is love is not. It's hormonal. So much of what we believe is love is actually memory. Memory. What are you talking about, Vince? Memory. Memory from a past life with a person. Love at first sight. No such thing. No such thing as love at first sight. It's love at first memory. The soulful part of you is recognizing the person you had been with before in an intimate life. And now because you meet and that memory is incited, you think, oh, this is a relationship. This is romantic. Let's make a television series or a movie out of this or write a book. Wow. Serendipity. I love that movie, actually. I know romance. We love romance. Fifty Shades of Grey and all of that stuff. Oh, romance. It's all, that must be what love is. And then it ends. And then your partner doesn't want to talk with you or goes on to somebody else. And then Adele writes another song. How sometimes love is good and sometimes love is bad. Well, what is it? Is love good or is love bad? It's neither. It's 
it, its existence. It's a state of being. So therefore, you can't lose it. You can cover it. You can forget what it is, but you can't lose love. That's like draining your physical body of all your blood. Love. Love and the lack of it is so experienced today on this planet. It's the reason why heart disease is the number one killer still in the world. Well, not this past year. It, uh, apparently, uh, the coronavirus did a pretty good job on that one. But in general, heart disease, diabetes, prevalent beyond reason, prevalent beyond reason. Why? I know cancer's out there. I know all the other diseases are out there, liver disease, kidney disease. But the most relevant and the most prevalent is heart disease. And then we can go into cancers of the lung or diseases of the lung, COPD. All of those embolisms and all of those aneurysms, all of that stuff. Now remember, everything that happens to us physically is because of an emotional, spiritual reason, something we're suppressing. So when it comes to the heart, when it comes to the heart, what is a heart attack? It's a clogged artery. I know I had one back in 2017, a clogged artery, clogged artery. Well, definitely, it, it's definitely a clog, but it's not a clog in your physical heart that starts it. It's the clog in your emotional heart that starts the problem you're growing up maybe daddy wasn't home all the time maybe you weren't treated right maybe you thought you were maybe you thought you had a great life but deep down inside where was everybody where was the attention on you maybe you lacked attention or maybe it was obvious and you were not attended to given up somebody else is watching you grandma a nanny boarding school, whatever, given up for adoption. Now, giving up for adoption, things like that is wonderful that somebody would, would take you as a parent, but that doesn't mean that there was any less pain in that occurrence, in that happening. Of course, it was still painful to know, wonder why. So whatever the case may be, there is definitely feelings of lack, lack of love. Those feelings suppressed cause clogs in your self-love. Those self-love clogs cause physical heart clogs. Diabetes, your blood passes through your heart. It circulates. It's the life force of the human body. Well, so is love. Love is the life force of the spiritual body. Sweetness, isn't it amazing that diabetes all has to do with sweet, with insulin, sugar? But that's crazy. It could be something else. But why is it sugar? 
It's because maybe you didn't get to experience the sweet things of life or the sweet things of life, what you were supposed to receive, what was told you was love hurt too much. So the sweet things of life hurt too much. There is no way we should be able to go through life and not be able to eat candy. Isn't that a ridiculous torment? Candy's wonderful. Some sweets, this, I don't care what it is, cakes, ice cream, sodas, anything that's sweet. I know, I had a grandson who liked broccoli in the beginning better than sweets. I have a grandson right now who isn't such into sweets. But the funny thing is, he's not into sweets, but he's the sweetest kid around. He's so mushy and emotional and loving, and he writes poems, and he comes up and he hugs you out of the clear blue. So I don't know, maybe there's a balance there. Maybe when you are sweet and you can experience sweetness in life, you don't need it in food. But whatever the case may be, a person should not be forced to not have sweetness in life. And that has to do with love. Self-love, the lack of it. Callers, stay on the line. I see that you're there. I'll come to you momentarily if you have a question about love. Let's get the, 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 the real understanding. Now, when I'm talking about love, there is only one love. It's called unconditional love. It's not a level and it's not a degree. Get that out of your mind. Well, I'm partially in love. If you can be partially in love with somebody, you're not in love at all. You're not feeling love. Love is unconditional. You know... There's even um, a definition in the Bible about love, and I don't even like all of that because, of course, man wrote it, and it was filtered through, you know, what what God um, wrote about love. I'll pull it up. Um, <clears throat> so it's not what we think it is. It isn't. It's what we've come to accept in this earthly plane. Yeah. Earthly love. Earthly love is not the same as unconditional love. As unconditional love. It's not the same. It's what we've come to accept. You know, it's need. It's emotional need. Emotional need is completely different. Emotional need is completely different than love. What we're experiencing today for the most part on the earth is emotional need emotional need yeah that's what it is and the reason why we've come to accept emotional need as love as love is because there is a lack of it of unconditional love we've forgotten who we are the moment we separated from God we completely forgot what love was 
actually we forgot what love was, which is what caused us to separate from God. It all, it's an automatic disconnect. When you forget what love is, you, you disconnect not only from God, you disconnect from yourself and you disconnect from each other. It's why there's so much separation on this planet between people, between organizations, between um, ethnicity, between whatever beliefs that you have. There's such separation because we forgot what love is. Love doesn't separate. We, we use the word love for everything now. We love bunny rabbits. We love flowers. We love lilac smell. We love sweets. We love ice cream. We love apple pie. We love holidays. We love Christmas. We love each other. Matter of fact, even Jesus himself quoted love most of the time that he was walking the planet. And he said his greatest commandments to love your God with all your heart and all your might and love each other as you love yourselves. Now, just so that you know, those are incorrect quotes. Man manipulated those to make them sound that way, because if you had truly heard what Jesus said, it would set the church in a different place. It would set religion completely off its heels, and that's including Judaism. Jesus actually said, love the God you are with all your heart and all your might. And as you love yourself, then extend that out and you will love others. He would never have said, love yourself, love others as you love yourself, love others as you love yourself. First, he wasn't meaning at the same time, not really. Love yourself at the same time you're loving others. No, he was saying like. You can substitute the word as for like. Love yourself, love others like you love yourself. Now, I know he would never have said that. He would have never said that. Not Jesus, not this high master. Because he knew we weren't loving ourselves. That was the whole reason why he came down, is to teach us how to do that again, to teach us that we were connected with God, that we had every reason to believe in ourselves and love ourselves. He certainly would not ever want us to love our neighbors the way we were loving ourselves. In fact, we were doing that. We were loving our neighbors the way we loved ourselves, poorly or not at all. So he was trying to teach us that we needed to love ourselves first. And the reason why we could love ourselves first is because our connection and our highest selves that was divine, that was God. So there was a reason to love ourselves, right? And that's what we wound up forgetting. And so we did the best we could, but then what did we do? Well, what did we do? We separated the teachings of Jesus 
And we separated Jesus from us. Instead of seeing him as the brother that he was who came here to remind us who we were, we saw him as the only living God. So now we can't be like him because we're humans and we're sinners and we make mistakes and we're weak and we have so many imperfections. And so the definition of love became tainted very early on in our existence. So we've grown to accept earthly love. And we say things like, um, oh, I love you with all my heart and all my might. I love you more than I love my children. This is very common, mothers. I love my children more than I love me. Hmm. That would be interesting. Not possible. Not at all. You have emotional need for your children. So remember I said that love is about unconditional love? So tell me, how many of you that love your children more than you love yourself are not bothered when they don't call you as their adults? Don't send you cards. Maybe they're too busy. They don't think about you. Or what do you say to them when they're not respecting you while they're living under your roof and you're feeding them and clothing them? How does it hurt you? How does it bother you? Because if there's any level of feeling negative because your children aren't communicating the way you'd like or treating you the way you'd like, then that's not unconditional love the word unconditional means without expectations of any return so your children shouldn't even have to love you back if you love them unconditionally so you're going to tell me that that's the love that's on the face of the earth today no it's not oh my god Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Listen to any breakup in a marriage. What is the first thing a person says, the partner says? He's not meeting my emotional needs. She's not meeting my emotional needs. It goes to show you right there what we're feeling. It's not love. It's emotional needs. We say it. I'm not meeting my emotional needs anymore. Whoa. All right. Callers, hang in there. I'm going to get to you right on the other side of the break. We'll see you in just a couple of minutes. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. Yes, welcome back, everybody. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about love. This is Love Month, February, Valentine's Day. Yes, and I've been doing so many radio interviews this week and last week talking just about that. I was actually on Sirius XM this morning on Brigham Young University Radio. 
And we were talking about love and how there are a lot of people that aren't in a couple relationship. And um, so how can they celebrate Valentine's Day? Well, I'm going to tell you something about Valentine's Day real quick. Callers, you hang on the line. I'm going to get to you. Valentine's Day was inspired by our souls because of us forgetting about love. And so now in the process of inspiring it, we had to interpret that inspiration. And so we figured, oh, how romantic, how nice. Let's talk about love as in a couple. Right. So that's how we decided to interpret this inspiring feeling of love. Right. What were we going to create a day? Love yourself day, you know, and that, that wouldn't go over very well because, uh, yeah, nothing about yourself is good. It keeps being pointed out that um, anything you do on your own is is selfish, and which is wrong. Um, so they created the holiday, and then Hallmark stepped in, and then it became commercialized. And I'm going to tell you, the more it keeps becoming commercialized, the more of a reminder it is of the lack of love we are experiencing on the planet. Everything you see in the external world is a complete reflection of what's going on in our internal world. So stop complaining about what everybody else is doing in the world, because we're the ones that are creating what we don't like that they're doing. So if you don't like the commercialism, then let's start practicing love more. We wouldn't even need the holiday if we were practicing love all the time, every single day. So we create these holidays once a year. My goodness, let's stop the world and at least think about the most important things in life at least once a year. You know, why on earth should we be thinking about love and love of couple to love of self any other time of the year? Goodness. Okay. So I did find the poem just so that you know, it is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, paragraph 4 to 8. I'm sure you've heard this and probably a million and one times. And there's only one word in it that I will explain that I uh, don't agree with. It's, it's the word usage, but we'll talk about that. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves. Love never fails. It doesn't. Now, here's a couple of things I, I do want to correct. It is not proud. It, it, it is not proud. It does not boast. Okay. It does not boast. It is not proud. So they're, what they're talking about is people who would walk around bragging about how many people love them. Oh, my lover. <laughs> oh, women. When you were in high school, remember those guys? Usually it was the jocks. That would be walking around bragging about how many women they got. <laughs> I got to base with uh, all these beautiful women on the cheerleading team. Yes, it's one of the reasons why so many girls in school got bad reputations because the clowns that were going around bragging about that, you know. And as adults, the same thing still happens. 
oh, yeah, I got all these people love me. So that's what they're talking about. It doesn't boast and, and brag in that way because that's false. That's not love. It shouldn't even um, if it is boasting and bragging in that way, then it's not love. And that's what they're talking about. Real love, though, you should feel good about loving. So it's okay to feel proud in that way that you are loving yourself. That is okay. It is not self-seeking. What they mean by this is that you're not just shopping around to get love, okay, to prove something to you, to prove that people do like you, that you are lovable. When you are when you're loving yourself, you don't go out seeking it. It comes to you. And I'm proof of that because I was so horribly abused as a kid and I fell out of love with myself. I never loved myself. Um, I was abused from my peers. I was abused from my parents. I didn't know what love is. All I cared about was to get people to like and love me. Well, when I met my wife, Eileen, as my girlfriend, she was really the only one that saw past that. And she saw that I had all this worth and value and I was wonderful. But she also saw that I'd act like an idiot to try to obtain love or people liking me. I was funny way back when, but I used to use people as a means of gaining um, humor, being funny. You know, I would ridicule and hurt people at parties, in groups or gatherings. I'd say really stupid things, but people would laugh at it. And she would say, why are you being an ass? Do you know that you hurt him by making fun of him? I said, no, no, everybody was laughing. No, they weren't. He, he was laughing, but you were hurting him. And, and she said, why don't you just be yourself? Well, I didn't know being myself, I wasn't loved as myself. That was the person who was picked on all the time as being myself. So, so how do you just be yourself and expect to be loved? And so eventually I stopped caring about being liked. And all I could then be is myself. I wasn't acting in any certain way. And I remember um, at one particular point in my life, I became a, a disc jockey for an old uh, nightclub called Wurlitzer's. It was a 50s, 60s nightclub. And uh, most of the people that were working there, and this is still while I was pursuing an acting career, not while I was a spiritual teacher at all. So I was younger than 28 years old. Um, I was about 26 and um, living in New Jersey, and um, it, all the people who were working at this nightclub and bar were much were younger than me. Were still yeah, they were in the, they were eighteen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was I was yeah yeah yeah. We're just about then that age yeah. And I didn't care about making them like me because they were kids. We really didn't have anything in common. And all I kept finding out is how much everybody liked me. I was just being me, and they were liking me. And love was coming to me. And now with the work that I do, all I care about is having people love themselves and care about themselves. And I, I can't even I, I can't put in a bottle. I can't even surmount all the love that I have been receiving, which is amazing. So you don't seek love. You attract it. So I'm going to hold off there right now so that I can turn to the phones. I don't want to lose anybody. And so we've got, um, I'm going to bring on the air, um, Andy, Andy, Andy from Colorado. 
you are um let's see are you on the air now yes you are andy how are you hon oh sir thank you Hi oh, okay, there. all right. I got um, the IE at the end, so that's how I figured yeah. that it was a female right away. How are you? You doing well? I am doing well, and um, this spoke to me, I have to say. This is the first. I'm new to listening to you, but when I read what this was about, I'm like, okay. <laughs> this I definitely got to call in. Um, I recently, just like a week ago, lost a very dear friend of mine that um, – was uh, my spiritual mentor and loved, loved his mm. soul. Uh, just loved him for that. And uh, so that, as well as I've got my boyfriend, my significant other, that um, talk about unconditional love. It's been all about the trust in achieving both of our goals together, So, which has been challenging because um, he's building up a business and mine has been... Um, taking off and, um, you know, just entrusting that. So, uh, I don't know, just spoke to me of just uh, reaching out to you. So let me ask you a question then in that, Andy. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm so sorry for you you experiencing the loss of your mentor because um, it, it does hurt to lose love or to lose people that you do love. And, and I'm going to go into that. Uh, in a moment, but I want to ask you is with all that's going on in your life right now, how much do you truly believe you love yourself? I've worked on that for years. And so um, it's actually, I feel pretty darn good about that. And it's what's gotten me through um, even more with COVID of just being totally comfortable with me and, you know, more secluded than what we usually are um and i have a special needs daughter and she has taught me unconditional love and i totally agree with what you said before the commercial of loving yourself and unconditionally because um with the children uh i have no expectations for her because she taught me that there are no expectations with her she's right on the right spectrum and yeah, wow. so I totally believe about the put the mask on, the oxygen mask on yourself first, and then help others. That is fabulous. And your daughter, bless her soul, because she came into the world purposely to help you understand that, Andy. Obviously, your soul has a mission in life, and whatever soul contract you have with her in some way was to help you get you on your mission, not just so that you can experience self unconditional love for yourself, but so that you can experience and share how to experience unconditional love with others. Because yes, you have a disabled child. Oh, if, if you don't learn unconditional love, that's how you wind up falling apart and your, and your life breaks apart. But it only can become stronger when you find, because they can't return the same kind of love that we expect in life, you know? Um, some children can't even come up and express themselves. Autistic children, oh my gosh, you know? Um, you, you, you have a child because you want to experience joy, 
but so many people have children so that they can guarantee themselves love. And you have disabled children or autistic children. You're not going to necessarily get any of that. Mm-hmm. And so you have to learn then how just to love and give it. And in giving it, Andy, you still wind up receiving it from the universe because then you wind up sharing that with others. And that would be a really good move for you at this point in your life is to share how you do that. Okay. That's a little secreting there. All right. Yeah. And that's my, that actually is my ultimate goal is to be really successful with my business. And I'm doing things differently in my business to help other businesses and to help other people. And ultimately, and that's where my significant other and I are, our goal is to give back and mentor and put us at the point where we can somehow in some way of, you know, giving back and helping others and sharing our stories of the difficulties that we've gone through um, and how we've, you know, come through that. And, well, you're and doing, doing that, that because you're up. going to be quite successful at it. And especially since you're doing it as a partnership, you'll be helping each other um, one way or the other. So um, my advice to you is keep going. You're going in a great direction, Andy. Thank you so much for calling yeah. today. Yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. And so we want... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, there's so many things that will help us to experience unconditional love. Um, Children are the number one children. We can experience unconditional love with children, particularly ill or disabled children. A child with a disease cannot give back the way we so want them to give back. And all we can do is keep giving to them. Right. Whether the disease is terminal or not, it's heartbreaking to see them going through that. But for us, it 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 gives us a different experience of who we are. True unconditional love. Another source of learning unconditional love. And God, people hate me when I talk about their pets. Oh, my goodness. Um, Our pets, dogs, cats. Horses, even, there's so many different pets that people have that return supposed unconditional love to you. Why? Because you don't have to, um, there, there is nothing that is required other than continuing to feed and nurture the pet, which is normal, uh, but they don't demand, um, well, now well, it really depends upon your, your, your pet. Uh, dogs and cats do that, and, and they can get pretty obstinate and if they're not getting the attention that they want. But you know what I mean. It's, it's like they, they don't sit and reason the same way adults do. They don't break our hearts the same way people do. Um, and we learn from raising them and taking caring, care of them is what unconditional love can look like, what it can look like. It's not true unconditional love, but it, it, can, it can be there. Um, we can love our pets no matter who they are and no matter what they do that's wrong or, or, or good, right? So it's things like that. There are plenty of messages in the world to help us remember what unconditional love is all about. 
right? We don't lose it. It never fades. Now, here's the other thing about unconditional love. And and she um, mentioned, the caller had mentioned losing someone. Now, yes, you're going to grieve, all right? A loss of anybody makes you grieve. But to the extent that you are grieving will let you know whether the love was unconditional or just emotional need. And I'm sorry to say that there is a good portion of people who lose supposed loved ones that hurt so much, primarily because they never felt unconditional love from that person. Parents. Parents are number one when children lose their parents. And I'm talking about even when they're older, not just when they're younger. I'm talking about when parents die in their 80s and the 90s and and the children are still hurting and grieving so desperately. It's because they lost the opportunity of finding out whether that parent really loved them. Because real love you feel continues on the other side, because life continues on the other side. The connection continues. You only lost the body. You didn't lose the connection. You didn't lose the energy. You didn't lose love. And yes, for a time being, because you can't hold them, eat with them, partner with them, be physically with them, there is that loss. But when that grieving period is healthily diminishes what's left is knowing that you're still connected, that person is still alive, and the love continues. And the love is what carries you through. It's the lack of love that causes pain and hardship and hurt. The lack of love in our lives for everything. It's the lack of love. You cannot lose love. And love is also not one-sided. You can't have a partner that you've attracted to you yourself and you love the partner and the partner doesn't love you. That's emotional need. That's emotional need. I'm talking about in partnership. Yes, you can go out in the world and love strangers without them loving you. You didn't attract them. You're involving yourself with them. And that's what you're supposed to do, be able to love them. Even though today it's been real difficult with some people to love them in the way that they have been behaving, behaving, right? But I'm talking about in partnership, you attract somebody or you hear, I don't love you anymore. Anymore? You never loved to start with. So, of course, there's not going to be anymore, right? Anymore. You can't fall out of love with somebody. You don't fall in love. Fall. What do we? That's also boom. You know, they, they've given us images of that. People falling in love, pow, and dropping into their bodies in some way. And, and there's this explosion when you feel love. I don't know why they come up with the terms, I fell in love. Falling is, when you trip and fall, there's nothing positive about that. So why would we use a term like that? I fell in love because we're trying to to express this this intensity or passion by using the word fall. 
I opened up my love. I opened up my heart and experienced my love. That's, I really have experienced love with you. That's romantic. You complete me is not romantic. Sorry, Jerry Maguire. Nobody completes you. You complete yourself. You believe in me, so it's allowed me to believe in myself and love myself. And now I find because of that, I love you as much. Well, that's true. Beth from Virginia, you're on the air with me. Thank you for calling in. What's your question today? Well, I've had a rocky road. Hello, thanks for taking my call. I've had a rocky road in romantic relationships, and I'm 48 now. I uh, was a karmic relationship with my first marriage, and I feel like I messed that one up pretty big, and I totally... That was a great learning experience. I totally changed and shifted and did work I did on my abandonment wound from childhood and emotional abuse leads to people not learning about love, like you said in the beginning. And the second marriage, I just picked the wrong person, but I got a beautiful son out of that union. Um, I want to know, you know, is there hope for, for me as I'm learning more about unconditional love with a child and a beautiful animal that I have to eventually find a really true evolved partnership with the person, you know, that's going to equal, you know, what I want from a relationship, give me, I give to them, and it is a beautiful thing. I really don't feel like I've experienced that in my lifetime. Absolutely, Beth. And I'm going to tell you how you're going to do that. You're going to change some of your beliefs. I'm glad that you've been working on yourself and getting to appreciate yourself. But when you say a couple of things that you've said, it still indicates to me and sends up a red flag. You're not believing enough. Number one, you did not pick the wrong person. You attracted the wrong person because at the time you were not believing in yourself enough. So you didn't make any mistakes in your choices. This isn't a matter of going out and shopping for shoes or shopping for a dress and you chose one that really didn't look as good on you as you thought it would. That's not a, that's not what happens in relationships or love. You matter of fact, it it's there's so much unconscious things that are going on if you don't like i said if you don't believe that you are lovable you can attract anything you're going to attract somebody who doesn't believe he's lovable too and then another statement that you said is i really messed things up with that karmic relationships you didn't mess up anything you don't mess up things. You make choices in life, but you make choices again based on what you believe about yourself. So if you've had, which you were saying, and I feel a hard background growing up, it's going to be really difficult for you to make really good choices for yourself because you're feeling so bad about yourself. So every choice gets filtered through that self-feeling. And even now, even now, you have to work on really recognizing what you don't. If you loved yourself, you would never use things like I really messed that up or I picked the wrong one. Those are self-denigrating comments. 
Do you understand? Well, I was, yes, I do, but I did, I had behaviors that were to Oh, a but, a but in there. As soon as you say but, <laughs> then you're about but ready I, to negate what you just said. Yes, I understand. So go ahead. You but what? Well, I, I, I do have more appreciation and love for myself than ever when I'm. Yeah, well, back. comparatively speaking, but is it enough? Let me ask you this. Is there a partner? Do you have 10 men lined up or 10 partners of any kind? Doesn't make a difference, male or female. Do you have 10 prospective partners lined up at your door right now waiting to date you? No, because I'm not. I haven't been opening myself to love. I've been healing from a very. That's right. Uh, so that means, yes, you've worked on yourself, but you still have more to go as everybody else does. But I'm talking really getting deeper. So, of course, you've come a long way. But think of where you started. OK, so that doesn't mean you've come enough of the way. I hear mm -hmm. that a lot when people tell me I've done so much work on myself, you'd think I'd be over this by now. No. All right. I'm going to put you on hold right now, Beth, but I'm going to continue talking to you. I only have a minute left here. Thanks so much for calling, hon. Beth, you are going to get the love of your life. And everybody out there, listen, this is a lifelong process. This isn't a few years process. When you've been hurt, you've got scars. When you've got scars, you've got to remember that they're going to become inflamed every so often. Join me next week, and we're going to be talking more about love. And all you need is love and attract and maintain perfect relationships. Beth, thanks for calling, but listen in next week as well, and you'll get the tips on how to attract better relationships. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenner. This is the month of love, love of self before love of others, and then you can love each other. Bye-bye for now. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.